Hello, everybody. Hello, friends. Good to see you today. We're having extremely high winds, so if the broadcast goes off, let me see if I can clear that up for you. Oh, I'm extremely fuzzy. Let me see if I can fix that. I'll fix that. I'll fix it live. I'll fix it live. Um, let me give you this. What is going on, you? My hand. See my face? I don't want to be blurry. Anything but that. Come on now. Come on, man. Yeah, this is my auxiliary camera. My main camera is working. But, really, let me just turn deactivate it. Hold on. Oh, that's better. It might be my eyes. Never thought of that. Ah, okay. Anyway, thank you all for showing up. We're having really bad storms here right now. I'm talking to the wrong camera. We're having really bad storms here right now. If we go off the air, please try to understand. There might be something going on with the stream. We're sending it to YouTube. We're sending it to our website, midnightrad.io. We're sending it directly to you. Before we start here, let's talk about our executives. Yes, let's do that. Our executive producers for this show are... We don't have any executive producers. If you would like to be an executive producer for the show, all you have to do is a $20 donation or more makes you an executive producer. And what you get with that is you get the title of executive producer for the show. If we had producers, maybe we wouldn't be having these problems. I'm just joking. That helps keep the show on the air. I mean that. You guys have probably noticed that you're starting to get some commercials in some of our videos. Well, YouTube had released them for monetization now, so that's good. But they did it after we got a bunch of views, so it really kind of doesn't count. But you guys, your continued support helps keep this show on the air, and I mean that. And not only not only monetary, but also your interest, your, your thumbs up. If everybody's in there now, please thumbs up. If you haven't and you're watching this for the first time, please subscribe. You hit that bell. And that way you'll get notifications so you can join in the conversation. Really want you guys to join in the conversation. That's why I'm here. We're going to go more into free speech today. And that is a pillar of our show here. It doesn't matter what denomination of political beliefs you are. Everybody's welcome here. And I mean that. I do want to tell you this, though. I called down to Moscow and I talked to the chief. I said... Old Jerry Claus is hearing on the street that people don't appreciate the police department saying a bunch of negative things about the cyber sluice and then all of our goofy tips, G-A-T, goofy-ass tips, and then asking us for more tips. I told him he's been a very naughty boy. And uh, if he doesn't stop it, he's just going to get a dump of coal in his stocking. But rest assured, he he assured me that there was mixed messaging about that. He's in charge of the messaging, but that didn't come from him. But yes, he does want 
our tips. He said he'll take our hairy tips, our saggy tips, our purple tips, our upside-down tips, our large tips. He'll take your small tips, your sideways tips, your tri-tips, your loose tips, your tight tips, your frosted tips, your rough tips, your smelly tips, your smooth tips. Well, you're a good man, Chief. Merry Christmas. You are watching or listening to Midnight Radio. I'm your host, Jerry Claus. We have a very good show for you today. It's packed. The show's going to focus today on you guys, too. What you guys have sent me, what you guys want to go over. That's what we're covering today. We're going to open the phone lines. And I want to have a conversation to you with you. That's what this is all about. I have to say this tonight or today, whichever it is, some places it's both. You have full permission to give your wild ass speculations, your wild ass theories, and your wild ass tips. This is where they belong, right here on Midnight Radio. Before we go into the mixed messaging from the Moscow Police Department, and I do, I have every respect for the chief. And one of the reasons I was fighting to come on here today, because after that thumbnail, I didn't want you guys thinking that I was, I don't know, trying to paint him in a a negative light because I'm not. He's a cog in the wheel. Uh, This mixed messaging, I do not believe comes from him, yet it remains. And we're going to, we're going to look at that a lot. Uh, You guys have sent me some supremely wild ass speculations, but I like it. You guys also sent me a little bit of hate. And I like it. Let's go into that part, shall we? I got this comment, and I'm not trying to roast this person. I'm not going to tell you their names, although it is in the comment section. And the reason why I am reading this is because I want this person to know I'm not mad at all. I'm not. This is a valuable point. I'm glad you had the courage to put this in the comment section because I was getting emails about this also, and I need to address this. I have to address this. Because these are people I care about. If people are being rude in the in the comment section to any of you guys, like I believe in freedom of speech, okay? I do, whether you're Democrat, Republican, or just whatever it is, as long as you're respectful, I don't mind. Uh, let us know what your opinions are. Let the other people know, but don't attack them for their opinions. Don't do it. That is anti-freedom of speech. That's part of the cancel culture, which is anti-freedom of speech. And I do not agree with it. I will not condone it. And I don't condone rudeness. I don't tolerate it. And if there's, if there's somebody that's rude and I do not care about them, they're bounced and I'll never say a word. But if it's somebody that I like and I understand it's a misunderstanding and I want to clear it up, I'll take extra time in my time, I'm not bragging, but my time is valuable. And for me to take extra time writing a response instead of other things I could be writing, it means I care. It really means I care. And I do care in this case. And other people have brought this up. And this all stems around what I said about the FBI. All right? So let me read this for you. The FBI is not corrupt. Just because you do not like them investigating fascists, insurrectionists. 
The problem lies in the system needs solid checks and balances that rest in an apolitical state. They have followed the gentleman's system, but that's only as good as the people and leaders, which were severely infiltrated in 2016. You should not collectively say the whole FBI is POS. It's not true. It spreads more disinformation into the already hyper-coagulated extremist lie spin cycle. Extremist lie spin cycle. Or if this is your kind of channel, just say so, so I can check out. This is my response. This is not fair. My views are not about politics. You are saying, because I said I think the FBI should be disbanded, I said the whole FBI is a POS? I don't speak that way. If somehow I did say POS, forgive me, but I couldn't find it. Come on! You said the FBI is not corrupt just because you do not like them investigating fascist insurrectionists. I never mentioned this. Are you assuming um, MAGA and MAGMA and are trying to hurt my feelings with these words? You said you should not collectively say the whole FBI is a POS. It's not true and spreads more disinformation into the already hypercoagulate extremist lie spin cycle. Because I state my opinion about the FBI and it is different than yours, I'm spreading misinformation? I am truly disappointed in the last thing you said the most. If this is that kind of channel, just say so so I can check out. So instead of having discourse, you threaten to leave because of my opinion. From the beginning, I have stated I am about free speech. Freedom of speech is something I hold so seriously I have fought and risked my life for. If I had to sum this channel up, there it is. Have you read the Twitter files? Do you know what they are? Good recent example of FBI involvement in stifling freedom of speech. Do you realize what they've done? This is something that violates the Constitution and puts your liberties at risk. This is 100% illegal, dear lady. Me stating my opinion is not, nor is you stating yours. If my stated opinions utilizing my freedom of speech has offended you, I am sorry you feel that way. I have fought and continue to fight for my freedom of speech and for yours and will continue here and everywhere else I breathe. I spend extra time typing this response, not because I'm mad at you, because I like you. I don't blame you for having categorize my statements into belonging to different political ideologies in your own, thus activating your fight reflex. This is a trick the political system uses on its constituency and is derived from psychology and sociology and finally carried out by writers, writers like me. In our upcoming writing class, this is a topic we will cover. In January, I hope to see you there. I believe you would make a good writer. You have a lot of passion. You just need to work on getting your facts straight and not publicly stating false assumptions as fact. With all respect and all my best. P.S. If you're still mad after reading this or hearing this, 
Would you please call 325-261-0892? That number is 325-261-0892. And tell me about myself before you leave. Because we have a holiday special, a New Year's holiday special. It's called I Hate Jerry. And for those of you that have the same feeling because I talked about the FBI, which I'm not going to continually to bash them. This isn't a bashing show. I said it in passing, and I, I still believe it. Um, you can respectfully disagree with me or just disagree with me, but you don't have to you know, say I'm a magma extremist when I'm not. You don't know how I voted. You don't know if I'm a Democrat, a Republican, or uh, whatever the hell, or none of the above. And you can't, it's impossible for you to ever know. Think about that one, cyber sleuth. You know what? I'm serious about this number. 325-261-08. Please, for the love of everything, please, if you hate me, call that number. You don't have to do this. You don't have to put comments on here. Please don't threaten me. You're going to leave if you don't like it. Just leave, but leave in peace. That's all I ask. All the proceeds from this show, and I mean all of them, they go to do, to do this show. They go to the broadcasting, they go to the bandwidth, they go to the website, they go to the live stream where we have people listening right now as they're streaming to work, as they're at work. And it's also going to a radio station licensed for our live stream. We're turning it into a full-fledged radio station. I have experience in this. We needed to go to licensing, um, to all the different licensing agencies we need to be able to stream live music. And here is where I'm going with this. I'm going to unveil it to you guys right now, and this is the reason why. This comment leads into that. I am about free speech. And some people think that the FBI is not political, I guess. And my problem with is not my politics. It's that I see they have their politics. And I don't believe they should operate that way being a, a public agency. They should be apolitical, and they are not, in my opinion. I have mine, and I respect yours. Please be respectful here, guys. That being said, it's not just them. Also, NPR is extremely political. It makes me sick. I don't just want one side of the story. That is useless. I don't want an echo chamber. You guys don't want an echo chamber. I want to know what the Republicans have to say. I want to know the Republican viewpoint. I want to know the Democratic viewpoint. The truth is usually somewhere in the middle. Some people think that they're working together. But you only get one viewpoint on NPR. And it makes me sick. That is what I'm seeking to do with this radio station. I'm seeking to have it mainly kick ass music that you all, you guys all want that I want. So you can tune in there and hear music all the time, but I also want shows. I want shows like this midnight radio where there's freedom of speech. So anybody can call in and we can hear what you say where we're not going to be bullied not to talk about these things because we can, because you guys support it. You guys support us, but not just this show. I'm opening it up to other shows. I'm opening it up to other DJs. That's right. JJ, I might have a place for you. Some of you watching right now, I can have a place for you. You Democrats, you want to have, have a show? 
You can have it. Republicans, you want to have a talk show? You can have it. This is really for the people. I am serious about this free speech, you guys. I'm extremely serious about it. If you notice a a thin red string that goes through all the content you've been watching here, those that are new, welcome. Thank you. Welcome aboard. It's freedom of speech. I'm going to play this first video clip I have for you, and this is about the chief, and this is what he has to say about the messaging and um, I want to show you that the messaging coming to us is not just from the chief. It's from something greater. It is from, and <laughs> I, I'm reading the chat right now. I'm tired of the Democrat and Republican talk. I agree. That's why you're here. I'm, I'm tired of politics. They lie on both sides. I'm tired of it but I respect the opinions. I respect hearing the information. If you close it off, well, that's something. Here we go. I want to point out to you the messaging that we're getting, and I want to hear from you where do you think it's coming from. I'm going to ask those in the chat room. I'm going to activate RoboMod right now, and I'm telling you to be respectful to the other political beliefs. If you're not, you can leave and uh, RoboMod's activated and will bounce you. I'm serious about this, guys. And I, I'm not looking at anybody particularly because it's hard for me to see what's going on in chat. I'm just saying. So let's go ahead. Check this out. This is recently from NBC Nightly News about the chief. And uh, pretty soon we're going to go into your extremely wild ass speculations. Six weeks later, the murder investigation of four University of Idaho college students seemingly stuck in neutral. No publicly known suspects or motive. And every week, questions outweigh answers. It's a complex case. Despite the public's impression, Moscow Police Chief James Fry says there is, in fact, movement in the case. He just can't talk about it. Is there anything new in the investigation? What I can tell you is is this case is not going cold. Um, We're still receiving... Um, hundreds of tips daily. We are following up on those tips. We're still building that picture. Police say one of those pieces is a white Hyundai Elantra in the area at the time of the murders. Investigators asked the public for help who responded with thousands of tips, but hopes were dashed yesterday when police looked at a car matching the description and found it was unrelated. Another thread unraveled, the public desperate for any information. I know that's very frustrating. It's frustrating to um, family members and the community, but our end goal is to bring somebody to justice. That frustration in part leading to a surge of internet sluice, online communities trying to crack the case themselves. Police say it's led to misinformation. They've had to spend resources dispelling. How much does that interfere with your investigation? I think rumors always hurt us um, in an investigation, but it's our job. I want to point this out here. The narrative that's coming isn't from the chief. This is coming from where? From the news agencies that are talking about the cyber sleuths? They're asking him questions. He's answering it, and they're creating the narrative of they don't want you guys meddling in this endeavor, okay? But the chief's never said that. He's always open to the tips, and that's my point. And there's a lot of you guys in the chat room saying you came here for no politics. I appreciate that. Me too. 
Me too. And we're going to keep it that way. I'm asking that you guys do also. Bob, to go back and utilize our resources and to continue to um, vet those. But 10,000 tips later, no arrest. Only hope from a community haunted by a killer still on the loose and a pledge from their police chief. We are committed to this case. We are committed to solving this case. What do you guys think about this? Uh, what do you guys think about the mixed messaging here about getting tips, about cyber sleuths being involved? What do you think? about this they didn't know about the car in oregon and um we're gonna go over that sometime uh, I don't even, i'm not sure if i want to go over it today except that the part that i want to go over is um regarding the car is just the vin number and the cyber sluice that got the vin and looked at it and how the vin is different than the license plate and how they came up with the name erroneously that wasn't even connected to the VIN number. Makes my eyes cross, but we're not talking about that today. Somebody's asking, is this even live? Yes, it's very live. Now, the optics, oh, look, politics play into everything, uh, Jennifer, and what we're seeing here is this local cop, uh, the chief, Fry, has been getting heat. Uh, it's politics, too slow, you've got too many people saying different things, you're not capable of doing this, he's got somebody telling him about the media or he's checking it out himself. What does a statement like that mean to you? Well, he wants to make it very clear that they have prosecutorial jurisdiction, that this is their case, it happened in their town. But make no mistake, they are partnered very closely right now with the state police, and there are 60 FBI agents on this case. And I assure you, the analytical group and the support group within the FBI that has lent themselves to this case is not being run by that chief, but rather being run by people in the FBI. Now, Jennifer, on this point of, you know, advocating for the job and how it's being done, uh, I have used the Gonsalves, uh, Kaylee Gonsalves is one of the victims, obviously. Her family hired a lawyer. I've had him on a couple of times to talk about it. Uh, you say it's a dicey proposition when victims' families have an... Uh, that's a good point coming from the chat room. I am looking at it right now. It's saying... I think it's super bad how they didn't investigate the dog skinning. I completely agree. I heard that on JS's channel that he interviewed the lady who got her dog skin is very revealing. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'll look at, you guys want to go over that. You can send me the link right now on the email. That's midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. And uh, someone's asking, is this live? Jerry's live light isn't on. It actually is on. You just can't see it. This is a different camera angle. So there's that attorney and they're weighing in the way uh, this counselor is why uh, because it's taking away from the case the time that law enforcement is spending uh, answering requests of this attorney, uh, having meetings with this attorney and so on and so forth is only taking away from manpower that could be otherwise used to solve this crime right now 
Uh, look, I, I hear you about that, but I also see their side of it. They're desperate. Um, you know, they, they, they get misgivings. They're not getting communicated with. I understand uh, why y you're going to start to feel aggressive about that. Now, Joe, there are a lot of people who are aggressive in this situation. We have this emerging um, true crime investigator digital reality where people are looking at this stuff. Again, this is the narrative about you kids meddling, and it's not coming from the police department except for that one woman that answered the phone. She can't stand your ass. Other than that, it's not coming from the police department. It's coming from the media. And the media gets their marching orders from who? Who? Go ahead. Answer. Please. Class. Somebody. They get it from whoever pays them to do the show. Uh, their advertisers, whoever that may be. Who is it's always very political, but it also behooves them because they want to be the ones that you people go to to watch. But they'll they'll definitely take their information from you, and we'll go over that pretty soon from your girl Banfield. 24-7, and in some cases, they've scrubbed up some media information that, you know, they've added to the understanding of the oh, context of what really? happened that night. But you believe it's a slippery slope, that sometimes help can be too much help. Yeah, just look at the sheer number of tips they got, 10,000 tips on this case. And the question comes down. Oh, really? You don't want tips or you want tips? Do you want tips? You don't want tips. You want tips? You don't want tips. Take that. Make up your mind. Down to how much of value do they have? And for the police part of it, they have to answer out every one of those tips that come out. We'll vet them out. If, if it means something, then they need to go and do that. That's why I think we saw even more FBI agents were added to the list, right? So it's always better to have more added than subtracted because that would have been a bad sign. But the problem that you're dealing with is the sheer amount of information. And how much of it is really going to amount to anything? And that is something that, the, you know, this is a day of reckoning, I think, this case, too, about how much pressure that we've seen put onto this police department and, uh, and the state and the FBI in regards to it. And it, it, is, it is immense. Hey, thank you for watching. Ah! He gets me every time with that crap, I swear. All right, uh, there we go. Again, we're running things kind of on the fly here tonight, here today, whatever's going on. Because... Uh, we're having a real bad storm. Somehow it knocked out my main camera on my auxiliary. But that's all right. We're going to get our um, software engineer, Diego, on it. I don't think they're having bad storms in Florida. I want to hear from you guys on all this. You guys are bringing up things in the chat room. You're bringing up the skin dog. Uh, for example, call in and talk to me about that. It's a conversation, guys. It's not just me. I know some people might think it's the, the uh, Jerry diarrhea mouth channel it's not it's a conversation with us it's a conversation with them let me see uh let me play a few voicemails right now and then we're going to go into our next our next breaking story that just came from news nation it's a, it's a news nation heavy day but it's going to be heavier while that speculation i swear you guys made my eyes cross which is awesome i like it Let's go into some voicemails, shall we? Maybe you, your eyes will cross, too. Seems like they don't investigate anything. Uh, talking about the accidental suicides and the drowning. Looks, looks like things are being scrubbed there in Moscow. This is what people are saying. The media doesn't like YouTube. They do not.
And I understand why. I do understand why. Okay, so let's go to some new voicemails here, which lead us into our next videos, hopefully. Hey, it's Marie. Hey, Marie. I'm just waking up. Um, I just want to say this about that car. That car was cleared faster than Jack F. I don't know if it's got anything to do with it or Jack. not. Maybe it does, and they just sure. don't want to tell us. And the other thing, if you don't want people messing with that car, looking at that car, then take it off the road. It sat there for four days. What happened to the owner? Was she hurt in the accident? Is she even there? She's from Colorado. What's the car doing up there? Where's the plates? A lot of unanswered questions. All right. Oh, something I hate. I don't really like your background. There's too much stuff on that table. It makes me a little busy. I'm OCD. You have a great day. Well, Marie, you're going to love this. You're going to love this show today because there's not much in the background. I wish I could switch cameras so you could see. There's nothing on that desk except my on-air light and my red lamp. I mean, what, what's what's the deal? That's my that's my work desk back there here in the studio. All right. Hey, Jerry. It's JJ. Hey, JJ. I'm driving right now and okay. uh, on my speaker uh, my phone, so I apologize that the audio is bad. I wanted to give some feedback regarding this whole white Elantra thing. My theory now is that it's totally a misdirection because maybe the law enforcement agencies like the cops and the feds don't have anything. Why would you release information about some supposed key piece of information and not even show the actual surveillance video of the car near the scene. Formally, I know you can see some cars on the, some of the body cam footage, but they haven't specified that that's where they got the, uh, the lead on the white Elantra. Secondly, the gas station uh, footage, supposedly, none of it was released, just a blurry picture taken from someone's cell phone from a monitor or something. That's ridiculous that they wouldn't have shown the actual footage from the gas station. So I think the reason why they haven't is number one, that that was not a white Elantra in that gas station footage, but they want to keep it vague so people keep thinking that's the direction that they're going. So anyway, I just think that this whole white Elantra thing is some kind of misdirection. I, I couldn't say what it is. I have some wild ass speculations as well, which I'm reluctant to voice um, online, but maybe I'll email you. I wish you guys would call over today. Otherwise, love the show. Keep up your good work. I really don't see what you guys are talking about with the desk. I don't know if you're 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 joking with me or not. There's like nothing on there except uh, equipment that has to be on there. Nevertheless, I digress. Is live tonight at the murder scene, Alex? Your girl. Banfield. Weeks about surveillance video, a white Elantra, tips and evidence collection. But one thing we have not heard anything about 
is the murder weapon, the knife that was used. And today you found out something pretty darn surprising from some of the local stores around town that sell knives. Tell me what you, um, what you asked and what was answered. Yeah, exactly. Right now we're dealing with a period where we don't know all that much new information from the police unless they give it to us. Jack. And right now, today, we didn't get any new updates. And so we were digging into what... Then what are you talking about here on the news if you don't have any new updates? Maybe that's a good thing. Man, I got some crazy updates. We do know something that we learned at the very beginning of this investigation, what police believe was the murder weapon. They call it a fixed about blade the... knife. I wanted to find out just wow. how easy it is to get one. Are you kidding out, me? You're buying a knife? Detectives are back to square one, sorting through more what than 7,500 emailed tips, more than 4,000 phone come tips, on, and more than 4,500 digital Angela. media submissions, on, all related to the information they have put out publicly. A white car, an approximate time of the murders, and the suspected weapon. And a fixed blade anywhere. And you don't even need to be 18 to purchase. Knives. Say Are they you don't kidding me? You could they use... Say they may... What does this have to do with anything? You could have got a sharp stick to commit a murder. Uh, what? How the Garden State Killer and Ted Bundy both used firewood a couple times. Are you going to do a story on that? And you're telling us not to do stories and have tips. America needs us. We are America. What do you got to say for yourself, man? He'll probably want a Pulitzer. It's brought to these families, but even Come still, on, Moscow police say they have no suspects, no persons of interest, at least that they're letting us know about. Be ashamed so of your this damn is so self. So interesting. Uh, look, I Angie. know that knives are common in Idaho. This. It's a big hunting everywhere. area, so it's not unusual to have a lot of knife stores. But you- knives are common everywhere. You use them to cut things. You were able to at least get to three of them today. All three of them said they'd been visited by the police. That's correct, right? Yeah, the that's absolutely right. They said at some point over the last 38 days, they've been visiting. What are they doing? Are they going to these stores and saying, hey, did you sell the knife to the murder? And they're like, well, no. All right, sir, thank you for your time. By police and, uh, again, just trying to hand over whatever they could to help uh, provide more context to the police. So, but the weird thing is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, because this was astounding in your reporting today, that... The police did not ask any of the store owners or managers or workers that you spoke with today. They did not ask them if they had sold a particular kind of knife. That question was not asked of the places you visited. Yeah, I had visited a hardware store, an antique store, and a sporting goods store. And from the owners, the managers, and the employees I spoke to, they all said that when it came to the around the time of this murder, the police did not ask them what. All right, I'm gonna have to boot you off the show here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, yeah. What is going on here? What is going on here? Maybe it's a good thing we don't see Banfield have information about this every day because if she did, it'd be more diluted than it is now. Well. Are they trying to stay away from wild speculations until some of it is proven true, like, you know, you guys come up with, and then it's true? Hello. What kind of show would you have if you could not talk about what you wanted to talk about? What kind of show would it be? You know, here's the Banfield show. You go in there, here's the list of stuff you're talking about. Well, thank you. Basically, all I did was show up in time and read my teleprompter. All right. I'm going to give you guys some useful information here. 
And uh, this is from Brian Enfield. This is also from... Uh, so this is the house behind me uh, that you've seen so much of. This is the house where the murders uh, happened. It's crazy info. that it's now been I came up with something. Days. We want to show you. I came up with something watching this. Here. Keep in mind, it's, it's light out now. It's snowy. It wasn't snowy. Uh, so I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's a point in here I want to show you. And this goes into the voices that we heard um, on that cop cam video. But I, I want to show you this. He's going to actually drive the potential way that the killer might have driven and this is important i'm going to show you right up here uh, here uh when, when the murders happened we want to show you what it'd be like driving out of here everything um on both sides of the car and and all the chances that the person may have been seen leaving the house again keep in mind um different vibe in in the middle of the night so come down this way this is a little alleyway in front of the house um you can see there's houses uh, on both sides apartment buildings Scoop between these two cars here. These are reporters. Turn out here. Most of these are students that live in this area. All right. That's the Going Sigma Chi the... house uh, right in front of us, Ashley. Do you um, see that? And then this is Taylor. The Sigma Chi. So we turn on Taylor. This is how here. far it is. Sigma Chi house. Uh, band field, which we've talked about. Band field. Body camera video came that was a body camera video, the, uh, and there was someone who were drinking. That's band field on behind the them saying, the "Hey, right, quit it!" All these apartment buildings. Um, ton of apartment buildings. Uh, and Hassan. Right. Remember, there's one building where uh, where we found out they they gave up video. They had a camera. You know, um, that was Brian is like hauling butt going uh, through the snow. I'm kind of. I thought he's going to wreck. Personally, I got nervous. Houses, um, the university, um, uh, I'm sorry, left. Brian. Yeah, this Student is a producer. Is um, I just want to let you know you're driving yeah, a little I bit. Could you slow it down a little bit? I mean, somebody, can you hear me, Brian? Did somebody slow Brian down? Brian, slow it down. And a lot of students that live in this area. A lot of snow now, too, by the way. Again, remember, it wasn't Man, like it looks this. cold, doesn't it? Um, when the uh, when the murders happened, there wasn't really any snow. There's been All right, so Brian, we're going to change the. Days. We're going to go back to the studio, woodsy, okay? Um, I'm afraid you're going to wreck. In this direction as we continue is he still talking? Does he know the... Uh, and then right up here is the intersection with 95, which is sort of the main drag that goes through Moscow. All right, make sure you're showing the so cameras. The 76 gas station and the a and All the cameras the right there here. are. Uh, you remember, we confirmed that police got video from that gas station. Of something that was white, yes. And then this is Highway 95, sort of the main drag. We've seen this picture before. If you go before. right here, uh, it's, it kind of gets rural out there. It goes right outside of town. If you go left, which will go left, I want to show you how much action there is over here. A lot of action. Um, again, busy. Four apartments, a camera right there. I noticed at that apartment. See that camera? Building, uh, facing the road. There's a lot of cameras. Um, they have a lot of information. University of Idaho on the left. Uh, stores. You got a pizza. All right, Brian. We're taking it back to the studio. Thank you very much. That's Brian Inton, everybody. Not always useful information, but a lot of times, sometimes it is a little bit useful. Thank you, Brian. There are cameras everywhere that have been covering this case. The police have a lot of information. There's a lot of information I heard that they're still processing at the scene. A lot of you people, a lot of you people, a lot of us, us people, a lot of us think that the white Elantra is fake. Some of you people feel like it is real of you people. Some of us feel like it's real, and you'll notice it kind of, cancels out everything right as far as our interests here 
I don't have anything more in the Elantra. I do have information about, and I, can't, I couldn't find the link anymore, but there's a YouTuber that saw it on the side of the road, and they actually have footage of them getting the VIN number from that specific car. That's what I heard. I don't have that footage because I can't find the link. It disappeared in the, in the room, in the comment section, but that's okay. I don't think we need to talk about the white Elantra anymore unless it comes up again. How they cleared it so fast. I'm not exactly sure. I got a lot. I got doors and shutters and all the all kinds of things slamming here. All right. There's another story. I'm going to open up the phone line now because I want to talk to you guys. And if we have time to get to it, we will. If we don't, we don't. We're going to, I'm going to give you guys a full show, even though we started late. So rest assured on that. And I, I got some more information here. Let me just, I always tease you guys with open up the phone. But hold on a second. Hold on a second. I have some crazy Crazy wild-ass speculations right here. Crazy. All right, first one, and then I'm going to go into the one I got this clip for. All right, so. Roommate said Jack D came home tired as they were all playing video games. One could assume that he was working that night. He told his roommates that he was going to bed early because he had to go to work early the next day. Not sure if he is a shift worker with odd hours. Anyway, they heard him go upstairs, and then it was pretty silent the rest of the night. Friends didn't say this behavior was unusual for Jack D. Friends supposedly told police that he couldn't have left the house without them hearing footsteps or seeing him leave. The house must be creaky, but who knows? Leaving the house via the roof is plausible, but it doesn't seem feasible that he could raise himself onto the roof upon his return. That would take some strength, and he has the body of a 12-year-old boy, like zero muscle mass. Also, Kaylee was known to call at all hours of the night, according to her sister. It was known that Jack would turn off his ringer to sleep without being disturbed, according to reports I've seen. There was no mention of picking up the dog at that time. Yeah, last time, last episode, I misspoke and said uh, Jack was picking up the dog from Maddie. I meant Kaylee. I misspoke if you... If you've been watching this show for a while and I've been speaking about this particular case and researching it for 25 days in a row, um, I've got it right every time except for last time. Thank you guys for correcting me so I could um, correct that in the video. So again, a lot of you guys, you guys, I don't want to say that. A lot of us are thinking that Jack D, it's got to be Jack D, it's got to be Jack D. And they say it's not Jack D, but they keep really reiterating it's not Jack S, you know. Jack D. A lot of you guys are, a lot of us are still going to feel that way. Is, is he innocent? I don't know. Is he guilty? I don't know. I'll tell you what. I got this, and um, I don't know if it's true or not. This is a wild-ass speculation you guys sent me. And um, I want to go over these this really wild stuff before I open the phone lines because I want to know what you guys think about it. And because I respect all of your opinions, I'm almost like a blank slate when it comes to opinions. 
unless I've experienced it. So, for example, you guys in the chat room are saying you don't like political talk. That's fine. We'll put up a poll about that. And if you don't want that on the radio station, then it's not there. No problem. Because really, I don't like it either. But it's about you guys. Um, It's about you guys thinking that Jack D is involved. It's about you guys giving me this information right here. There's a link to a video. I'll put it in the show notes, but I'm not going to play it here. It's so far out there. I'm not comfortable playing it. So see the beginning of this video. It raises Dylan Mortson saying she actually did not have her bedroom on the basement level. Rather, on the second floor where Ethan and Zana were killed. Screen is out on Dylan's bedroom. Uh, one more thing. I've, oh, yeah. That's someone. Yeah, okay. So there's that. I also heard, and this is not me saying this. This is a wild-ass speculation, a rumor, a wild-ass theory. A, uh, what is a DAT? A damn-ass theory? That doesn't make any sense. Damn. Anyway. A lot of you are saying that Dylan is transgender and would have had the strength to commit the murder. I know nothing about this, but this is something being said, even though I've heard that, I've seen it refuted also. But another thing I read was that Dylan, um, was that at the house, it looked like a domestic disturbance in that house. A lot of people think that the roommates, most of you guys, most of, we ran a poll on this. You can look at our community page, think that the roommates know more than they're saying. Wouldn't that be a plot twist? I'm not saying it's true. I'm saying these opinions exist. I want to know yours. 325-261-0892. I'm going to open that up as soon as I read this. Using the Wayback Machine, this person discovered the University of Idaho's website was down during the murders. He called it into the FBI, which is including is included in this video I'm sending. This is important because it's an anomaly that could ultimately impact technology around the area because I'm not as computer savvy, and he explains it well. I linked the video. Plus, you get to hear the FBI tip line. Side note, can you imagine being a call center agent for the FBI? What happened to you at the FBI school that sent you all the way to that position? Anyway, it could be important. So I'm going to play this audio for you right now. This is a person who used the Wayback Machine and found out that it didn't get anything from the University of Idaho's website for some reason during this area. Maybe there was something that kept video footage from being collected too in the area. Here's the call that this person made to the tip line. We'll listen to a bit of it, and then we'll take your calls. To their domain, if that's happening, that happens oftentimes in, in technical environments and infrastructures like this. Um, and that's the problem. And when you and when you have an anomaly like that on, on a large website that should have resiliency, um, even if they were doing maintenance at that time, um, I thought it would be just as equally important to report to the FBI as a weird glove found 
almost two weeks later. So um, I'm going to play that call. Um, there are periods of this call when um, I fast forward because, as Eva observed, it was a long wait time. I think even if this doesn't yield anything, um, it, it shows the process of calling in the tip line. And um, it was sort of weird because I pressed the option for Moscow and there was an agent that didn't expect. Yeah, so I do want to say this about Dylan. These aren't my thoughts. These are thoughts that were given to me. I'm going over the things I'm given. Um, does she look like a, a man? Not to me. I haven't seen a lot of footage of her. Um, I should bring up a picture where she's on the side. She looks aquiline. You know, she has strong features, you know, strong chin. Uh, not chin, but, a, you know, a mandible ridge. She has strong features, but there doesn't necessarily look like a man to me. So these are just things that are going on. Let's return to this phone call. Um, what else are you guys saying in the chat room? We got some interesting stuff. I, I really wish you guys would call them when I open it up. Yeah. Moscow is sort of like generalized, but here we go. If you have information regarding elder fraud, please press one. If you are Apparently calling really about bad right rioting now. or unlawful actions related to the events at the United States Capitol on January 6th, 2021, please press 2. Oh, what the? Ah, ah, come on, man. Oh. If you have information regarding threats to election administrators, please press 3. If you have information regarding the Moscow, Idaho homicides, please press 4. For additional cases in the other room. Please provide the zip code of the area you are calling from now. Oh, it blurry. I've had one too many mineral waters. One moment while I transfer you to the next available representative. Your call will now be recorded. Press one to learn how to submit a tip online. After the instructions are... All right. So I got this comment from the chat room, Miss Sherlock. Also, I think of her kind of as um, kind of a buzzkill sometimes. But no, I agree with what she's saying here. You can literally see her buns in the past pics. There's nothing there. Don't victim shame these girls. Thank you. You can call into that line here in a minute and tell us about it. These are what some people are saying. Uh, wow. How horrible is that? How horrible is that to be in that house and you know what room you're in, you know the things that were going on, yet you have people, I don't know, saying these things? It, if, if I was a part of this, I wouldn't be on the internet at all looking at any of this. I really wouldn't, especially if I were the parents. I just couldn't do it. Um, but a lot of people are talking about these roommates. Most of you guys on our poll said you feel like the roommate's <laughs> I did say, Miss Sherlock, I did say you're kind of a buzzkill, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't. I mean that in the best possible sense of the word. With your facts, with your facts. I did say it, though. Um, Yeah, so getting back on track in my mind now. To be one of these roommates and to be accused of this, uh, having something to do with it, 
it's uh, horrible, horrible if you had nothing to do with it. But a lot of people are saying this and thinking about it. If you think it's horrible that they're doing, that they're talking about this, I want to hear from you. All right? I want to hear this. You know, I meant a buzzkill in the fact of, you know, your facts. I meant it that way. Are provided, your call will be disconnected. This call gets interesting here. This part is fast forwarded four times the regular speed. So you guys didn't have to sit here listening. And you guys see the baseline for how long tip line takes. First name is Ali, A-L-I. Last name is going to be... calling on the Moscow Idaho case and I pressed that menu option so I presume there would be an agent that um, knew the case but nonetheless um, I just noticed on on Wayback Machine for that particular um, case because the University of Idaho is so close I was looking at Wayback Machine which you probably know takes snapshots of, of websites at, at dates of time um, and on that date when the crime occurred um, uidaho.edu, it's an educational website, it's obviously college. Um, it goes down and shows a park domain at 6.32 a.m., which is only two hours after the crime, and it's sort of odd if you know technology. Um, and anything going back to that domain or subdomain, let's say a, a surveillance camera or a security system, if that website was parked or down, anything communicating over DNS would not be able to communicate with it. And, and that's just why I found it interesting and, and figured I'd pass it along. Photos on this Wayback Machine? No, the Wayback Machine, you can go to it and type in uidaho.edu, right? And you can go back to dates and time. So this archives the internet, okay. the system. Um, and on so the date. Basically, take snapshots off the cameras and on campus? No, take snapshots of the University of Idaho's main website. So their, their website, right? Um, but oftentimes in IT, if you have, let's say, CNN, right?.com or FBI.com, um, an administrator will we redirect traffic like a surveillance camera back to cameras.fbi.gov as an example. They'll use subdomains. So my, my point is that if the website was down, anything that then communicated with IT systems could potentially also not communicate. Um, and it's just interesting uh, because if you look at Wayback Machine, anyone can do it, you yourself or anyone looking at the tip, you can go back on any date. And that's definitely an anomaly. And to have an anomaly at 6.30 a.m. Uh, when you guys are saying the murder occurred at 4 a.m. when they're two minutes from the university is, is odd, I'll say. So I'm going to link this in the show notes. Um, All right, I'm going to open up the phone lines. I want to hear from you. I want to know what you guys think about these different issues that we're talking about today, about these different rumors, these different wildlife theories, these different wildlife speculations. Um, I feel we should talk about them here. This is a safe place to talk about them, even though I'm fuzzy right now, cross-eyed and fuzzy. Uh, I think it's an important place to do that at. Uh, I don't have any problem with transgender people, whether they are or not, whether she is or not. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's significant, and I feel alarming. These are my, my gut feelings that people keep on looking at the roommates.
Midnight Radio. Hello, Jerry. Hello, who am I speaking to? First name. Um, Leanne. Or you can you you can always use your handle on the chat room. What? Well, it, it's Leanne. Okay. <laughs> what state are you from? I'm in Texas. We're getting unmercifully pounded right here where I'm at. Well, I'm kind of more centralized, so it's heading our way. What's on your mind? Um, I wanted to call in because I've been following the story from the very beginning, and and I kind of got into it to get away from politics because that seemed to be consuming everything, and oh, I'm kind of done yes. with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I got I got to do something else. Um, I do have a degree in criminal justice, although I am not currently using it. Um, so, you know, true crime and stuff, it's just I'm very um, interested in it. Um, I have a brain where I, I know there's a reason, I know there's a rhyme, and I want to figure out what that is. Um, and this one was especially horrible because, I mean, four kids living their life, um, and then it's just over like that. It's kind of hard to wrap your brain around that. Um, but from the beginning, I have had a deep gut feeling, and this sort of touches a little on politics, I guess, that um, I think that frat is involved. I remember when it first came out, I did some research. Um, can't find it now because everybody's locked down their social media. But there was a Jack K. And when I looked at his social media, he was in a fraternity, and there was a lot of stuff that they were posting, like making movies. And it made me remember a case in Idaho, uh, maybe 10 years ago, where two boys stabbed to death a friend from their school, a girl who was house-sitting, because they were interested in making murder movies and they wanted to feel what it was like to murder someone. Oh, Lord. Um, and so with all the back and forth and the changing of the narrative with the police, Something in these screens, they're hiding something. Otherwise, they would come out and say, look at the serial killer, and we don't know where they are. Um, we're looking for them. You know, give the public a heads up so they can be safer. Um, I still think a serial killer is a little bit possible, but for some reason, the way it's played out with a fraternity, I feel like it was something planned. For this level of, I don't want to say sophistication, because again, we don't know, but we know it's been this long and they still don't have who it was. So there has to be some level of uh, sophistication or ineptitude, one of the two. Well, I'm going to say something unpopular. Uh, first, I'm going to say that in looking at some of these boys in these fraternities, and there's two fraternities, there was the Sigma Chi and then the one that Jack... I think Jack D is in. It's like a something theta. I, I, I don't remember, and I'm sorry. I wish I had my information better together. Um, but they did a lot. You know, do you remember seeing the videos where they did, like, the robots and they put the people's face on them and they were killing each other? That seemed to be a theme with some of these boys. And um, I remember seeing where one of them was talking about uh, making movies. And I can't find it again, but it stuck with me so hard. The other thing I'm going to say that's very unpopular is that as far as sophisticated, some of these boys were hunters, and they hunted a lot. So they were familiar with knives and things of that nature. 
I also have a gut, gut feeling. Sorry, folks that don't think so, and I am not victim shaming. I think some of the sophistication may come in because they had help from the inside. Mm-hmm. A lot so, of people are um, feeling that way. I don't know if it's necessarily victim shaming. And, and I don't believe on our poll that's where we were going with that. Just do they know more than, than they're saying? Than they're and I saying. do. And I think, I think, you know, I also really feel like I heard the video that you were referencing where they said Dylan didn't stay in the first floor. She actually had a bedroom on the second floor. I watched that video. Mm-hmm. Um, that particular. Um, the first floor bedroom. They said they couldn't hear anything that went on. Upstairs. I know, but I, I, I mean, the only way I would believe that they had no idea is if they were really on that first floor and what they heard, they just put off as, oh, they're partying again or they're drunk and they're stumbling around. Um, but somebody had to make some noise. Sorry. If, if the crime scene is what they're saying it was, somebody made some noise. And so then that leads me to think, well, did, did they hear it and ignore it because they knew what it was? You know, we keep thinking, we keep saying that they know more than they're saying, but we don't know what they've said because the police haven't released anything, you know? It goes back to yeah, the frustration. And, and I, I, that is the other reason I just really... I don't think the car, I think the car is to get us off their case because they're not releasing anything. I think that uh, Kaylee's dad has been asked to shut up <laughs> um, because he was being very vocal and then it just stopped. Um, oh, I yes. just, I saw him. Talk I am not going to be, yeah, I'm not going to be surprised if there's no resolution. And if there's no resolution, then I feel like it's because they're protecting the school. I do feel that the way they're, the way they're handling the case is because at the very least is because of protecting the school. And the fact that every other crime, not, not a crime, every other instance is mysterious instance of a death seemed to have been covered up in a way. Oh yeah. Well, that town, that town wouldn't exist without the school and the money. So they have all the reason, but, and that's why I say if it's a serial killer, say so. The school couldn't, they couldn't know that a serial killer was going to show up on their, in their town. Um, I just think it's connected to the school and, and I go back to the frats and I wish I could find what I had found in the beginning that first gave me that gut feeling um, some of those kids were into some weird stuff. But aren't all kids? Yeah, we looked at that. Well, we, we looked at their pictures yeah. where they had mannequins with their heart taking, taken out and blood all over the place. And I mean, Yeah, I just, but, well, they're not kids. I mean, I could see young children that don't know yet maybe being interested in that. But, you know, these are 18, 19, 20-something-year-olds. If they're still, if that's their thing, then I think there's more going on in their head. I agree with you. I got one one more question for you. Sure. So you say you don't like politics? I, I 
not anymore. I, I got kind of sucked in and I, you know, I was registered under one party and then changed my mind, didn't re-register, just voted the opposite. And I'm going to be honest, politics, guys, neither side is clean. It, and sometimes when I, I don't watch news, my husband won't stop watching it. So I walk through the room and there it is and I'm looking at it and I'm like, this is a show. These people are making millions of dollars to go on TV and play war games and make a show. You know, and an interesting part. An interesting part about it, I, I, I completely agree with you, and I think a lot of people feel that way, even though it's not reported. They're getting uh, fatigued, you know, on the, the subject of politics. Um, and the way they make money on those shows has nothing to do with how many viewers they have. It has to do with the companies that advertise through them. Well, and that's all the more reason that I, I don't watch. I get my news from alternative news sources, such as yourself. Um, and I think that's another reason they're bashing online sleuthing, same as, as theorists on the politics stuff, is because we're going to take their job, or you're going to take their jobs away from them. They are obsolete and becoming so much so. Um, I don't want to hear what they have to say because they're paid to say what they're told to say. That'd be horrible having your show, but you can't talk on it. Um, anything that you wanted to talk about, that'd be horrible. I wouldn't do that. If they said, hey, Jerry, well, we'll give you $5 million a month if you'll do this, I'm not doing it. Oh, these people are, let me tell you what, and not to bring this in because I know people are religion. I'm very religious. I believe in God. Um, it is the first and foremost thing in my life. I walk with God. And I'm going to tell you right now, this world has shunned the idea of God so much so that people worship money. It's all about money. And that's fine, but I'm not going to participate in that anymore because at the end of the day, you're going to have to answer for that one day. And if you were willing to get on TV and lie to people and skew things for money, you're going to have to answer for that one day. I'm going to put, um, well, let me ask you this too. When I talked about the FBI yesterday and my disdain for him, and I think I've done that a couple of times, was that overtly political? Well, if you, I mean, I guess if you, okay, I'm going to take my father-in-law, for instance. Mm -hmm. he, he loves Trump. He hates the person currently in the White House. But he took every single solitary uh, vaccine and the boosters, and he thinks Zelensky is a hero. And I think people have the mentality, he doesn't think that the government would lie to us, but he's old, and he grew up, and you listened, and they were there to protect you. And I'm going to tell you that I, I'm, that's not true. And if people are looking for the, to the government to protect them and guide them, people need to start thinking for themselves. Those people are out for themselves. They could care less about us. And that's a scary thing to, to realize, but it's true. Um, I, no, I don't think it was political. I think it's true. I don't think every human being in the FBI is a bad person. I think the ones that are really in there for the right reasons have no choice but to just stay silent, or they're going to lose their job or be crucified in public. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there, there's... Um... 
I didn't mean for it to be overtly political. It was just opinion about that that organization, as far as I thought. But people were, uh, I guess, they were saying I'm magma, which couldn't be farther from the truth. I'm like, what? If you yeah, don't, if I'm you, not either. I, I don't mind people. I'm disagreeing. more independent. Yeah, I don't mind it's people. Independent. Independent. I don't. I don't mind people saying that. Um, you know, I disagree, and that's crap, and I love the FBI. But to put political beliefs on me that aren't there, I was just shocked um well jerry you have to remember this too it, it this this day and age it is hyperbolic everything is i mean we just made it through the pandemic and people are still like i just heard this morning that they're saying that the covid uh people oh, with can't COVID say covid can't close. say covid can't oh, say covid sorry people I with that times. sorry people with that it's it's getting back to pre-demic numbers. Mm-hmm. Well, but but and and there's also people with the flu. Well, the flu's back, you know. Um, right. You, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. I'm running out. Of, out. I'm running out of time yep. here. I don't mean to cut you off. Um, no. I got other people waiting on the line. So, yeah, okay. my, my main problem with these stories that I'm getting from the mainstream media and trying to steer it away from politics, so is they're telling you how to think and they're trying and I know because I'm a writer and I I know the tricks so I can point it out they're trying to make you think that if you're speculating if you're talking about this stuff which is your American freedom to do but they're framing it to where they're making you feel like it's a sin to do that they're making you feel like you're a bad person for doing that yet they still want tips they still want information but it's the media that's doing that and it's horrible. And I just wanted to make that point. Thank you for calling very much. You're welcome, Jerry. Take care. Merry Christmas. You too. Yeah, guys. Um, I don't know if us talking about not liking politics made it political some way. But, um, yeah, my main focus is freedom of discussion, freedom of freedom of speech, freedom to share different different ideas not to have somebody steer the information uh that's really disgusting to me i got time for one more short call if somebody wants to call in bueller bueller all right let me see if i got something there's going to be a link the show notes to everything you're hearing today critical thinking critical thinking skills not letting them think for you no let's not have that yeah I think I think we're all I think you guys are right there with me as far as um not wanting any politics. I mean it's not the place for it here. And I'm not gonna talk about it again, by the way. This is the only time. If somebody else comes at me politically in the chat room, then that's an that's a conversation we're not having. I'm gonna see if you guys sent me any emails. Please Midnight caller line. This is Jerry. Does it sound okay? Sounds fantastic. So let's talk. Wait a second. Wait a second. Who am I speaking to first? This is Little Jay in Seattle. Okay. Awesome. Let's talk about the frat house. Let's talk about the frat house. And Jerry, the only thing I hate about your show is that you don't have a running tally. Of verified clues. Can we do that? 
you're in charge. You're kidding. No. I'm hired. This is a show about the people. <laughs> <laughs> this is a show well, for the I, people. I'm behind. So Actually, you've been doing this 25 days. You're I've right. Only you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right about that. We should have, wait a second, we do. On our website, midnightrad.io, there's an article up there about this, Moscow murders, and there's a running tally of verified clues. Mm-hmm. Have you read the it? Spreadsheet? Have you read the article? The spreadsheet? There's an article and there's a spreadsheet. I check it every day. Did you? I check your articles every day. I think I'm I, I think I made a mistake. More. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I need to update the, the 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 running. I have the wrong spreadsheet up there. I don't have the one that auto updates. I throw myself mm-hmm. on the mercy of the court. But you're right. Yes, I agree. Well, no, uh, I have to take advantage and tell everyone: if you get a booster, you're an idiot. That's all I'll say. Um, I um, do want to ask everyone here. This is not a prayer chain, but we have a member that has someone having an operation. I want to encourage everyone to remember that person. So um, we're a support group, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> to solve crime, to solve crime. We're a, we're a wild-ass speculation support group. Yeah, so the general um, feeling, it's all we have is feelings, right? Because we don't really have the police. That's all we're allowed but to the have. the general feeling, mm-hmm. I really like the suggestion that somebody said that that house was a fishbowl. Yes. And because it was such a fishbowl, there's got to be a lot, a whole lot of conversation about it from way long before now. So maybe we could go back in and look at the scuttle about that house before now, as far as we got an in- insight into the frat conversation about, you know, what do they call that? When you join a frat. Oh, you call it an initiation, yes. Pledging. Mm -hmm. So there is a big, deep problem that happened at the beginning of this semester. Or at the beginning of something with Jack B. They're talking about him. They're pointing him out. They're going names. I'm not going to repeat it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. But there's a lot of unkind um, guys. Sorry. All around there. So... um, I just think it's a failing not to be looking at the players around the board as though they're on the board. Why don't we set up a play board? A play board? Like what? Well, it, it's so easy to, if you look at the timeline and if you look at all the activities that are going around, isn't it possible to find out all the traffic that was passing by? You can figure out how many cars pass by. So like the police can narrow down actually how many witnesses they're really looking for. All the houses that were around, all the drivers and walkers that pass by, all the partiers. I think the police failed to not actually ask all those students that were walking around, call us now, call us now. The next day. I mean, what, the 12th? That is true. They didn't do that. Why? Why didn't they? It's because they were looking at something else. The immediate clues. If we go back to the very beginning and look at the list of immediate clues at the beginning, are they still looking at those factors? It seems to me like... How have they negated them? What you're saying 
if they know who it is, it, it would make more sense. The, the whole feeling that they're incompetent is just a feeling. And it's based on right. the information we, we get and we uncode. And we might be doing it incorrectly. They might know exactly who it is. They're just trying to get information. And if that's the case, it looks like, well, you're not looking at this. You're not looking at that. You guys have tunnel vision. Mm -hmm. And they could be, well, actually, we have the murder weapon. We have the DNA. We know who it is. And they're with at this place. And we're waiting for them to do something. You know, it, that could be the case. So it's but we all about a circle jerk of the media. It's a media circus, really. Mm-hmm. They're, but, they're, but to take the focus away from what? Arizona. Sorry, it's not political, but, you know, we're thinking people, we're rational. Why would, why would agencies, all of these agencies, work so hard to hide evidence? If they're hiding it, they're definitely not talking about it. Well, you say it every day. Don't ask for help and then us down for helping. They keep doing that, yes. They yeah. absolutely keep doing that. And it wasn't. I don't really feel like it's important to target the police. I mean, they're just doing their job. But uh, let's go back and let's go back and talk about, if I may, let's go back and talk about what was the the trending line, the theme at the, from the very beginning. From the very beginning, it's always been pointed at Jack. Why? It's always been is it pointing at Jack. Is it really is him? It's is been... it because it's really him? Or is it because it's somebody else that's right there? If you look at that house, there's cars parked right behind it, people going by all the time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. It's always been talking about Jack both jacks really but i think everybody is i have the feeling everybody's off jack s now after the video emerged so that was significant there as far as we're concerned mm -hmm. the police don't care they already knew but people are talking about jack d and they're talking about the roommates knowing more than they're saying or than we've been let to know that they've said those are the two things i've well, noticed we explore a list of all the things that she could have told adam about what are two girls going to be concerned about? What do they not want out? It was about them. What she told Adam was about them. That's why they were talking about it. Mm -hmm. So what are girls concerned about? They're concerned about their reputations. They're concerned about what lies people tell. So, so a bartender's got himself involved in some kind of a conversation with some fat girls. Why? What else is going on around him? It bothers me that I saw that picture of Adam, the bartender, with three other guys flashing satanic signs behind the bar. People may not think that's anything, but where culture, did you see that picture from? I, I tried. I'd have to go back. I I emailed it to you to look at it. I didn't so see the picture though. Email. I didn't. I didn't get that picture. I gave you the timestamp, and you have to go. Before oh, it's it. on a video. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, no, you can see it clearly, and I really was hoping you'd put it up because I sent it in. You didn't go somewhere else to pluck it. I sent it. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, I do believe that the nice little gentleman that does give the police uh, dailies, he, they need to change him. 
if the police is listening to this and you want to clean up your act and get a better uh, picture, a better image of your operation, you need to get a better people up there speaking that can really handle. He's nice. He's temperate. Yay, we're in control. But the police really are um, needing to do a switch up to get control back. FBI is involved in uh, United States. The FBI's got their hand in everything. So I'm not going to count them out as far as. This is something that was confusing to me, and maybe you or somebody in the chat room can explain this to me. It's, it, it is my understanding, it has always been my understanding, that once the FBI is involved, they completely take control, which the police departments would welcome because they also have the resources and the funding, and they said they have 60 agents, 60 agents working on this now for some reason. Um, and yet we because got the information from the Moscow Police Department. media controlled narrative and yet we got information from the police department where the police chief was saying that he is the one that's absolutely in control and it's the moscow police department well sure he's in control of his his jurisdiction the land there that area but that this case is beyond him he knows it he just has to say what he's supposed to say So I wrote, Somebody needs to start looking at the crime team that's going to be prosecuting this case. Somebody needs to go do some advanced work on that because are they going to have to take this case out of the county? Yes. Maybe that's what they're working on now. That might be. Mm-hmm. I made yeah, a list. Because you even said it. I made a list here that you sent that you just mentioned about the frat and the politics behind, oh, no, no, the, about the frat and the running tally of facts. So I'm going to make sure that uh, I do need to upload that new data sheet that self-updates on there. So we have that running tally of, of, it's not facts so much as it is a timeline of things that are happening. And I'm also going to do the running tally of verified facts on there. And the police, the police updates. And the, the police mm-hmm. updates. I can't on do the that. Spreadsheet? Oh, the, yeah, the police updates are on the spreadsheet. Yes, right. With the one that self updates. I think it's good to put that spreadsheet on every show because you're going to get some new people. That's a good point. I'll make sure we do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it self. Well, I'm going to give this line back to your other callers. Come on, you guys. I want to hear from you. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you very much. You have a good day. You too. Bye. Try not to freeze like we're doing down here. I want to hear from people. I want to hear from somebody upset that the roommates keep being brought up again and again and again. Cooper said it in the chat room, and I believe him when he says that he thinks that people that the police said are cleared, you know, just consider that clear to move on and let's see what else we got. I agree with that. And it's not that those people might not have been involved. been involved maybe the police are misdirecting that they expect those people but i mean you're going to keep just chasing your tail if you're trying to clear people that are legitimately cleared so there has to be a a reference a place to start all right so you guys see the chat room if you're watching the video i have this right now miss sherlock is saying if they the fed behavioral unit there 
they have the federal behavior unit there, which they do, by the way. It should tell you everything. If it was one in the immediate circle, they would already be picked up. They would have immediately picked them up. I don't know. I don't think they would immediately picked it up. They threw out a hint, and they said, we're not going for charges. We're going for a conviction, which infers that there's a lot of more information they need. Um, I want someone to call in, and if nobody calls in within the next three minutes, I'm going to shut the show down for today. But I want someone to call in about Dylan's room being on the second floor. Is that true? How could that be true? That That's information that was released, but it doesn't make sense to me. I have, actually, I might go ahead and play this. I, I put it off every show, but I always want to. And it's this right here. News Nation getting more reports about the murders of four Idaho college students. What this is, this is an ex. Actually, I don't even think it's an ex. It's a death row inmate that speculizes that speculates about the Idaho killer that he was already in there. And that's my point. If he was already in there and the room was in that one door that they're saying Dylan was in. These speculations, some of these speculations aren't making sense or maybe the truth were not being told would make it make sense. A former medical examiner believes the toxicology reports in this case could help solve this murder. This coming after the coroner assigned to the case called the tests irrelevant to the horrific killings. A police officer's body cam also picked up a loud sound that could have been a scream around the time of the murders. Also, a convicted killer on death row believes the killer was waiting inside of the house before the savage stabbing spree. We want to bring in now former FBI agent Tracy Walder for her insight into these reports. Tracy, thank you so much for being back. Thank you for having me, Natasha. And, and first, what do you make of the San Quentin death row inmate giving an interview saying that he believes the killer was already waiting inside of the house? Does this theory have any merit? I don't want to say that it doesn't necessarily because the reality is, is we still have no answers and we still have no suspects. And so what I do think is interesting and what I do think lends a lot of credibility and, and interest to this, this perspective is the fact that he is a criminal and he is inside the mind of a criminal. A lot of times, you know, we rely on profilers and things of that nature who are not necessarily, you know, of deviant mind. And it seems legitimate. He's like, no, 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 no. If somebody's going to do this, they're going to be in, in the inside. And you didn't catch him yet? That's because he was on the inside. Nobody saw him go in because he went at a different time. He'd probably been in there two hours. I think there's merit to this. This is why I'm playing it. And this, this brings up the question of where Dylan's room really was and why that's even an issue now. And, and involved in these kinds of activities. And so I do think that his theory has merit, but obviously I, I, I certainly cannot say. Um... Midnight caller line. This is Jerry speaking. Hey, Jerry. It's Michelle again. Hey, Michelle. Can you hear me? I hear you. What do you got for us? Well, I just kind of wanted to talk about the... Um, you know where the kids are in the in the house in the rooms. Is that relevant? Is it relevant? Yeah, because I mean, oh, it's what, very relevant. Whether what room they were in, I think what we need to be focusing on is you know what the more the criminology about this this 
person, but we don't have enough information to go on. We know this. Mm -hmm. Is it significant? I'm sorry. Let me say this first to answer your question. You asked it. I'm going to answer it. I do believe it is relevant if Dylan was in a different room than it was reported she was, and that's a big, hairy if. Oh, she hung up on me. All right. So if somebody, where she was, if she was really not in the first floor and she was in the second, it's very relevant, is it not? If it is real information, like she said, we don't know. But if you're in the first floor, we looked at information on that, that you can't hear on that floor. And if it's loud, then she wouldn't have heard. But if she's on a different floor, which seems erroneous to me, by the way, how could that be so? We knew where Kaylee's room was. We knew where Zana was at and uh, Ethan. This would be very, very relevant. So... Again, this is information that's not verified. Midnight caller line. Yes. Uh, Oh, sorry. I have to turn this down. Yeah, I just caught your show, and I had a few things I wanted to say. Uh, I'm in a group. We're a group of SAR volunteers. Uh, search and rescue, we've been doing it for about 30 years, and there's a couple things that we noticed that just don't make sense at all. For one, we all think that the person was already sitting inside. Mm -hmm. They were already in the house. The other thing is that in the back, the wooded area, um, they didn't move the tape that far back, and we never saw dogs go back there to look for any kind of evidence. So it clearly states that the person didn't come in from behind. If they did, it was very close to the house. But to us, and we've had years of experience, this person was already sitting in the house. It was someone that they knew. And he had to know the layout. The other thing is he had to be there to know where everybody was falling asleep. Wait a second. Um, Wait a second. So... You're saying it was somebody that was already in the house. We were just talking about that, but you're saying it was somebody that they knew. So you're probably s- someone they knew. Yeah. Because here's the thing. That. They had to know the layout of the weird house. True. It was set up weird. And when you come in, when everybody's coming in and everybody's kind of tanked and drunk, you have to wait and see where everybody falls asleep. Someone might crash on the sofa. People are eating. They're going into the bathroom doing stuff. I- So you'd have to first wait and see where everybody was falling asleep, no matter what the situation was. One of the things that was talked about today in this episode is they were talking about the house being like a fishbowl. It was there and you could see it if you're on top of the hill from where they say Jack D lived. From behind it, you could see the windows were open all the time and you could see if you were stalking, you would see which girl had which room just by looking into it. You could, but remember, girls will just kind of sleep in each other's rooms. There's areas of the house that you can't see when you're just looking in the window. I personally think it was Jack D or a creeper that kind of would come around and when somebody was walking a dog, all of a sudden he'd show up and start petting the dog and they thought he was a creeper. That's the only two people we think it is. 
and there's a bunch of star. We're we're like a whole group. So we've been. I just got him hooked on this thing yesterday. I've been watching it for weeks, but that that's the only logical. Here's the other thing too: is the only place they're going to get evidence is going in and out of that house. So the other thing we were kind of thinking is if let's just say it was Jack D. He may have called for help from some of his brothers. You know, these fraternities and all this stuff, they, they kind of stick together. And there's a lot of money in this place. There is. So he could have had a little bit of help. Because if there is no blood trail, which would seem very odd, uh, someone helped him wipe up or clean up or get out of there somehow. Can I ask your opinion on something? Michelle just called. Sure. And she brought up the question and I thought I didn't know it was rhetorical. I thought she wanted me to answer it and she hung up on me, but she did bring up the question about, is it significant where Dylan's bedroom was? And I I think she was going along the lines of victim shaming, but we didn't get to continue our conversation. Do you think there's any merit behind people saying that that wasn't her room on the first floor? And do you think it matters? I don't think it matters because when you're in a college house with a bunch of people who knows who's sleeping there and who knows who's sleeping where at any given time. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I used to visit my friends at college and I, sometimes, you know, someone's sleeping on the closet floor cause that's where they passed out, mm-hmm. you know? So it's still, we believe it was somebody who was sitting inside and that's happened before. And people hate when anybody brings up the dog in the house, but this dog if he didn't bark, knew the person to some degree, because even if the dog is behind a door, we, you know, we're around the cadaver dogs, we're around evidence dogs, no matter what, even if a door is shut, they're going to smell someone and they're going to smell your whole body changes your chemistry when you're enraged or angry or scared. And the dog is going to act out somehow, even if it's a mellow dog. Mm-hmm. You know, so this was someone very familiar with the dog somehow. The dog wasn't afraid. He could have been sitting in a room with the dog, just waiting. But no, I don't, I really don't think it matters who was sleeping where. What matters because is the crime still where, happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's where did they all fall asleep? Who do I go to first? My question you know, is. I mean, where would that information come from? Uh, well, what it was, what was stated was that she was in the room to where everybody thinks the sliding glass door is. So she was in that room and that's where the killer would have entered. So that would be significant, but there's nothing, where did that information come from that she's on the, she was on that floor because that wasn't released officially or anything. Exactly. She may not have even been there. We don't know. Right. Nobody that, knows. That is a super. She could have been. Wild. Yeah, she could have been passed out at someone else's house. She could have been upstairs in a different room. She could have, like I said, uh, passed out uh, hugging the the toilet, you know, because mm-hmm. she was drinking or whatever. Good point. You I'm know, gonna, I mean, it's. I'll put a link to the video I played. I played just a little. I didn't. No, I didn't play the video, but I'm going to put a link to that video. Um, where they talk about her being on the second floor so everybody can watch the whole thing and, you know, have your own opinions about it. But 
a lot of times my oh, opinions are my opinions. I don't try to be neutral, but it's just pulling both ways, you know, all the time with everything in this case. Oh, it is. It's constantly changing. But I mean, the one thing that seems to keep coming back is Jack D. He was very close. His girlfriend was leaving. You know, he may have had a lot to do with this. You know, I don't want to quite say it, say it, but, um, and if he had kind of any brotherhood, they may have helped him get out, and that's why there's no blood trail. But it just dawned on all of us, where are the dogs? There have been no dogs out there, and they came out really fast and said who they thought was cleared, which seemed very odd. I know you're We've right. never seen that. You're right. Hold on, hold on a damn minute. So if you had the bloodhounds out... And I don't mean to sniff the blood. I mean, if you had a smelling dog, yeah. it seems like he might be able to, but you would have to have an object from the killer. Right. Right. Well, see, that would I was going to say, if it was Jack D and he lived close to the area, the dog would could probably go right up to his place. But then again, that wouldn't work because he's there all the time. So these are the things that are complicating this case. Right. Exactly. So it would they be. They had no somebody, reason to bring the dogs out there. Right. It would have been somebody within the inner circle. Yeah. Yeah. And they knew there's not going to be anything in the back by the wooded area, someone watching the house for long periods of time. Otherwise, they'd have the dogs out there because they can smell and see things that we can't. Absolutely. You know, so I think, I, to me, I think they know who did it. And I what they're they doing do. is looking for evidence. I absolutely do. Even think with they this know. white, yeah, with this white car, I think it's all about evidence. They already know who's done this, and they can't officially make an arrest till they have enough evidence. If they do that, it can screw up the case. I definitely think they don't have the murder weapon. That's one of the key things they have. They have to have is the murder absolutely. weapon. Absolutely. What do you think? And where they live. What key pieces of evidence do you think they're missing from doing the arrest if they know who the suspect is? Well, I think for sure the 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 weapon. Um, there's a lot of drainage pipes over that way. There's rivers. There's wooded area that they could bury it in easily. Um, these kids, some of them live far enough away where they could take it to their house, bury it in their yard. I mean, it's just. Absolutely, they really need that weapon. That's important. Um, and the clothing. Where's the... There's no way someone, not to be graphic, but there's no way someone's going to go in, do that kind of damage, and not have blood on them. You can't just simply walk out the door and walk down the street with blood-soaked clothing on. I would think not. I would think not. Unless you're like 20 seconds away, which, again, Jack D. That was why some and people were saying they think that the person took a shower before they left and had a change of clothes, so it was planned. And that's another reason why some people are saying, I don't think this, but they're saying they think it was an inside job. Because how would you have that much blood on you and go undetected? 
Yeah, the other thing with the girls sleeping through everything, you know, because there's parties and that why I, would they stir? That's a whole different kind of sound. That's a whole, someone woke up to, even with the earbuds, someone woke up to something, somebody knows something, the girls haven't come out to say anything, which is common, but you would think someone would come out and say, the girls are fine, they'd have some kind of press conference. We've seen this. We've been doing this since uh, before Rachel Mellon Scamp disappeared, which she's never been found. And, you know, we don't get up close with the investigators, but we sure do watch a lot of what they do. And none of this makes sense. None of it. It seems like they're relaxed enough. They know who did it, and they're looking for key evidence. And where everybody slept really in the long, it doesn't really matter. Somebody in that house heard something. I'm going to work on, somebody had a good suggestion, JJ, uh, having Natalia facts on the website. I'm going to do that, and I'll, I'll link it to all the description from now on. And I think one of the things for me, which is an absolute fact, is in this college party town, especially on game night, if you're on the first floor, and I had an interview, I mean, I read an interview of someone that was there saying, you can't hear anything. And the little you could hear on a college party night, I can understand somebody sleeping through it. I really can now. So the police have cleared these people. I think it's a good idea. And I'm not telling people to do this, but in my mind, it's a good idea to just go ahead and let those people be cleared and look at other avenues. Or else you're just spinning yeah. your wheels. But I understand that they couldn't hear. If they were where they were supposed to be, I understand. But again, we're going to put a link to that video where they're saying that Dylan was in a different room. And you guys can make up your mind for yourself. But Right. But he he had to walk. If she was in that room, he had to walk past that room. So she wasn't a target. If it, it, If she was in that room, how did he get into that door where she was in? And you're right. He he could have still got in and walked past, but then that would have been different about where he was at because we looked through the whole house and that was like the only place to hide. Um, right. So, I mean, that just, I mean, my mind is blowing right now. I'm just trying to think about how this would work. And I do think that it was someone that was there before you brought it up as a very good point. I had never thought of that. Not only was he there before, but it was somebody that they knew. So maybe he came home with them. Yeah, he could have come home with them, or he was already there. Um, and if he walked in for a brief minute, like, oh, I left my shirt here, nobody would think twice about it. Oh, okay, you know. This is something I want to bring up, too. Yeah, definitely. If there's blood on you, you can reverse your coat so it won't show when you leave. Sure. Black sure. pants yeah. and a reversible jacket. Maybe. Sure. There's sure. So and if you live real close, you're going to make, you know, he could jump off that roof. It's very easy. He could get right back up on it. Who would even know? This is something. So where did those clothes go? This is something that we they went had no over. no dogs out there. In episode two, there's a laundry mat and we have it on our murder map. And the owner reported it three days later that he found a blood smear on one of the pillars. And the police came. Yes, it's a true story. I checked it out. It's verified. But wow. the the verified part is that he called thinking there was blood on one of the pillars, which is a twenty four hour laundry mat. 
the police came, they took the evidence, and we've heard nothing back. So I don't know if it's verified it was blood or not. And I haven't heard about it being ruled out. Wow. So. Wow. So, yeah, I just, with the whole dogs thing, too, it just makes no sense. They know something. If they haven't felt the need to bring dogs out there, there's a reason. For one, they they probably know that key evidence isn't really there like the most important evidence or they would have the dogs out there. Mm -hmm. I agree. So I want to thank you for calling in. Is there anything else you wanted to bring up? Oh, nothing now, but yeah, I like your show. I just started watching it. So I'll be watching it a lot more. (laughs) I really appreciate all you guys calling in and telling me these things. This isn't because I'm an expert that I'm doing this. This show really is a conversation and you guys bring everything to the table. You don't, it's not just a lot. You bring everything. So thank you very much. Yeah, that's great. It's, it's really cool that you give people a voice. You guys, because so many of us are, you know, really involved with this. I mean, who, who wouldn't be, it was horrible. Okay, the chat room's you just know. telling me that there was dogs. Okay, that's good. All right. Yeah. I'm going to let you go. You, okay. you have a good day and try to stay warm. I'm freezing. I'm freezing right now. <laughs> I know. We're supposed to get a blizzard here in uh, Illinois, so we'll see. I've been, I've been there in an Illinois blizzard one time. It was bad. I know. It gets really, it gets really bad. I've seen cows shiver. Oh, Lord. So. <laughs> That's a milkshake, okay, well, right? Thank you. All right, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank her for calling. Michelle said she's calling back in. Michelle, you hurt my feelings. I don't know if you hung up or what was going on. You can call back in right now, Michelle. If I upset you, I apologize. Midnight caller line. Hey, how you doing, man? How are you doing? This isn't Michelle, is it? No, this is Jeff. Hey, how you doing, Jeff? What state are you in? Alabama. What do you got for me? Well, one, I was sitting there listening to you talk about uh, how did they figure why people are saying that Dylan lives on the on the second floor and not the first floor. I think they're getting it from that from that. Uh, Surveillance video from September 1st when they went into the party. The police actually looked over into one of the bedrooms. And all you see is golf clubs and, and stuff turned over. Okay, yeah, I heard about that. All right. Second thing, and I get it why everybody thinks it's somebody that's close. Mm-hmm. But after watching that video of them walking down from from the, uh, from the uh, corner club, I think them girls got into it with some locals there in, in at the corner club. Right. And Adam somehow, Adam somehow another oh, guy involved. Oh, okay. Hold and on then, a second. That makes sense, and then, doesn't oh, And then she worked. The reason she, I think the boy, the little young boy that's walking with him, Jake, Jack, Jake. Yes. Yes. I think he's telling them, like, these guys, like, they're going to be problems. I think you're and right. Kaylee's immediate, Kaylee's immediate thing is, well, what did you say to Adam? Like, because I think Adam kind of slowed it down because he's, he's 
uh, in a position of authority. He's mm-hmm. a bartender. Right. But she, and the first thing Kaylee worried about, Adam's going to tell Jake D, and it, he's going to try and get involved. And these ain't no people we need to be messing with. I think you're right. That, that, that explains why Jake S. looks all nervous, why he supposedly left town the next day, why everybody is, like, scared. Everybody keeps talking about Dylan and her 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 boyfriend and all that. Somebody crazy did this. And they encountered somebody crazy. I think they encountered somebody at that corner club bar, man. I, th- I think you're onto something. Real, I really do. I feel strongly about this. Uh, we th- that's a question that came up today. They were saying something happened at the corner club. What were they taught? What did they tell Adam? What did they tell Adam? I, I believe what? that is definitely that's brilliant. I never thought of it from that perspective. Thank you for calling in. So there was something that happened at the club. And they told Adam about it. And he, uh, Jack S., was walking them back to make sure they were okay because of the stuff that went on there. Right. Man, that makes so much sense now. If it was somebody in the student community, they would have caught him already. This is some. This is a group of guys that are, that, that are ingrained into that community. That, that, Wait that, a second. Yeah. You know what we were we talked about this yesterday. But I didn't go into detail about it, but they had the the axe throwing competition that day on the twelfth. I the, heard about that, and 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 uh, the significance of that was there was people f- coming from all over the state who normally weren't there, so they were there. They could have been at that club, and they would have met somebody outside who had weapons too. You know, right? I don't think it was an axe murder, but. The only reason I'm not sure about, you know, some 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 traveling kids, again, I, you know, this seems like somebody that's there. Because of how the cover is happening, because nobody's talking, I believe the cover, I think you got a regular in that corner club bar that got in, you know, probably was, you know, spending money on drinks on these girls and stuff, and some kind of confrontation happened. And Jake was smart enough to understand that's not just going to go anywhere. Yeah, you know, I hear you. I hear y'all with these weapons experts and axed on somebody that somebody that stayed that be at that bar on a regular basis that all of them know. Okay, she, she wouldn't she wouldn't be worried about Jake Jake D encountering somebody from out of town. She'd be worried about if they got into it with somebody from town. I I, I live near a, a little small country town that hosts a university just like this. Mm-hmm. Whenever something crazy crazy go on. You always got to think that the dynamic between the locals and the students then spilled over the wrong place. Nobody's talking about it. So you definitely think it's a local? Absolutely. Do you think Absolutely. it was a student, or do you think this was somebody older? It could, it, it could be somebody as a student. It's somebody that they felt com- that was that they engaged with that corn club bar more than a few times. Somebody that knew them. But they don't have to be the student. They just think about what kind of people in a in a small community like that would hang out at a dive bar. All right. So this they is your, this is. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. This is something I noticed too that it wasn't just students that lived in this area. For some reason, there was a bunch of 30 year olds that felt like they still needed to interact in this community with these students. 
it's that's what you have in a college community. You're gonna have alumni. You're gonna have people. Wherever you got a bunch of students around, there's money. So people, you know, there's people that spend their entire lives in student communities that you know follow teams and all kinds of stuff. That's not the big deal. You know, you know, everybody don't migrate to to major cities. Some people like small down small town communities, and in most cases, that's a safe situation because everybody loves the nature of the community. But some people harp off of that. Some people, you know, you got predators that love young girls. You got people that need that energy and want to feel, you know, being in that environment. I just think that them engaging with the wrong, they encountered the wrong person at that bar. You know, everybody's talking about everything else. Kaylee was worried that Jake D was going to try and stick up for her against the wrong person. The guy don't look like he, you know, the only thing he ever looked like he ever did aggressive was stick up for that girl. I think you're right. I think you're really onto something here. And Adam, she was worried that Adam was going to call. That's why she they was calling him. She was trying to defuse. She wanted him to be near her. I don't think she was scared. I don't think they really, I don't think they conceived that somebody would come from their house and kill him. But she was worried that whoever, whoever they encountered at that bar, that, that, once Jake found out about it, that he was going to confront them, and she didn't want that. This is kind of a side issue, but you might be able to connect it for me. They were walking down the street from the corner bar, and they went to the grub truck, and at that point, they kind of left Jack S. aside. Do you think that might be related to what happened at the club? Nah, they were just drunk. Man. Were just he drunk. was sober. They was, they, he was sober. They were drunk. He, I think, again... If if it's true that he went there, that he dipped like that night, what would make a kid dip that in the middle of the night? He might have thought that since they were girls, that them guys was gonna target him. So he got out of dodge. He might have just been insulted because they ditched him like that, and he was planning on leaving. I don't anyway. think. So. I doubt it. No, I doubt it, man. It, it's, especially if he didn't have no relationship with a man, like if he wasn't sleeping with him or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I doubt very seriously that's the case. You know, you it's blow it off. Point. It's a friend of yours. They drunk. They got in the car. He saw them get in the car. Like, cool. They all right. But he probably started thinking in his head, like, hey, I still might need to get, you know, disappear for a little while because them ain't the guys I need to be messing with. I, I he think... got kicked out of the bar. He got kicked out of the bar that night for something. It might have been that he got engaged in whatever confrontation they had, too. It might be that he was sticking up for them and he got kicked out. That's what I'm saying. I think you're onto something. And I think your viewpoint is very important because you have experience in a town like this. So that definitely adds something that I wouldn't have noticed. I appreciate your calling in. No problem, bro. Y'all keep digging. All right. Thank you very much. Keep yeah. us, keep us informed. If you find something else. Yep. All right. Good night. I always think it's night. For some, well, it's always night here in Midnight Radio Studios, even though it's a little bit brighter today because of my camera. All right, Michelle, if you want to call in, I think there's like a minute delay or something. Midnight caller line, it's Jerry. Jerry. Yes. Good morning. Patrick Leonard, Tom from Wilson, North Carolina. How are you today? I'm fantastic. 
I just left a couple of messages, so I'm just going to keep it short and sweet. Not sure which which um, thread I'm listening to, but I'm traveling. I'm listening on my tablet. But as far as the, I just wanted to hit on a couple of things. The lady who had asked about how do you not leave a blood trail, are you familiar, or I'm sure a lot of people are familiar, at least at one time encountered what's called a Tyvek suit, which is a tearaway coverall. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm an HVAC, and you just, just slip it on, it covers 100% of, well, it covers a vast majority of everything but your hands and your head, and it tears off, and you can pull it inside out and expect it off. So that, that recovered the blood. I mean, I get underneath houses and crawl spaces and things that get nasty, and I can just pull it inside, rip it off of me, and pull it off, and I, I look like I haven't ever been under the house. You know, so the same thing can be applied. For the Tyvek too. That would explain the, the, the That's a good point. The there's some the lack of the blood trail anyway. There's something that's absolutely true. There's something I want to bring up with the Tyvek suit because I have a lot of experience with that. Uh they're not cheap. They're about thirty five dollars a suit. Now if you work for a company Correct. that supplies them, then it's not a big deal, but it kind of makes you wonder, well, if I was a student gonna commit this murder, would I be paying for $35 for a Tyvek suit? Which which is a great point, and, and I, that which leads me to other, one other thing. That I do not remember the name of it, but what is the the name of that anonymous thread that the Fraternity Brothers are able to have been posting that a couple of different people have brought up recently? Uh, they where they've talked about roid rage and so forth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they call it the 4chan thread, the 4chan Moscow 4chan. frat thread. Yeah. I have a copy of it. I'll go ahead and post that in the description below. They pulled it, but I have a copy. Well, I, I'll think, put that. I, I think that may possibly be the answer to your question, but I'm going off of memory. And one of those, the guy that supposedly, quote-unquote, had roid rage, I think, Parent was a, I can't remember if it was a painting contractor or a cleaning, owned a cleaning company. That would be someone who would have a Tyvek suit, possibly, especially if he's a painter. Um, so there's a possibility. And the, and the one other thing that I wanted to say, and one quick thing, I won't take too much more of your time, but uh-huh. the thing that, that's really, I really feel like everybody needs to be thinking about is, is this, there's been two different, postings from two different people on the 4chan, two different accounts from, from two separate individuals. You know, when cops arrest someone or, or bring someone, two people in for questioning, they'll separate them and they'll ask them separately the same question. And if those, those answers to those questions line up on both sides, they know that pretty much they're telling the truth. Well, the similarities, the details that these two different first people have given anonymously have been incredibly detail-oriented and very, very similar. You know, the Roy Ray, the amount of minutes that it took to commit the murders, and the, including walk time. I mean, people don't just make up shit like that. I don't think. Not college kids. So, you know, maybe, maybe I'm, you know, um, stretching it a bit, but the, the details that those people wrote, even though there was a lot of profanity and a lot of innuendos thrown in with it, there was a lot of solid details that matched.
other one's story. And I just felt like there's a lot of validity to that, you know, because steroid rage is very, very real. And that's exactly the kind of thing. And trust me, I've been there. I was a power lifter in my 20s. I took steroids. I, 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 got, I, I, I fought six police officers because of steroid rage. So I know what I'm talking about. You will see a brick wall and you will go through it. Whether you, you know, you'll think you can go through it and give it a try even if you can. So, I mean, you know, the, the type of brutality that was committed here is certainly could be indicative of someone who's on steroids. So I think that's very something to, to look into. And last but not least, and quickly, the question about Dylan being on the second floor. Wasn't there, what I could understand was that first floor bedroom was empty and to honor the girl that used to, the roommate that used to live there, I don't, I don't know a lot about her, but something about suicide. And maybe they were honoring that bedroom and not putting anyone in it. And that's why it was empty. I remember on the um, the noise complaint on, I believe it was September 1st, one of the cops shined his light in there, his flashlight, and there's nothing but one piece of, it's like, I think it was exercise equipment was in that room. That was it. So obviously there wasn't a bed in there for Dylan or for whomever. But uh, I think it's stretching it to say she was on the second floor during the murder. I don't see how that could be possible. Thank you very much for calling me and letting me know about all this. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it, brother. Drive safe. Thank you. Take care. You too. All right, Michelle. If you have time to call in, you have time right now. Do you have time now? So, uh, all right. Line's still open. That gentleman that just called had a good point about the Tyvek suit. Um, Tyvek suit costs about $35. Could a student have had access to it? Absolutely. That's not my point. My point was easy access. Someone that would have thought to have used a Tyvek suit to not get messy. Maybe it was a student that worked for a company and he had some in his truck and that would be easy access. That was my point. So going once, going twice, going three times for Michelle so you can come back through. So we can continue our conversation. Um, there's a lot of information that we went through today. We're going to put links to it all in our show notes. Give me at least 24 hours for those to be complete. Um, I think I'll get it done a lot sooner than that, though. Um appreciate all you guys calling in. When we're not live, you can send us a voicemail. Phone number is 325-261-0892. Uh, 325-261-0892. We're going to get that main camera turned back on here. Instead of this auxiliary side viewer, do you guys like this view better? I don't know. Email is midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. I'm now turning off the phone lines because we're about to end the show right now. If anybody didn't get to call in, you can leave me an email. Leave me a voicemail. I'm going to be back tomorrow at 5 a.m. Am I going to be? Oh, wait a second. We are going to be back tomorrow at 5 a.m. But tomorrow is our Christmas special. Christmas Spectacular. It's the J.D. Kinderfeller Christmas Spectacular. 
at 5 p.m. tomorrow. So we're going to do a 5 a.m. show and a 5 p.m. show tomorrow. Dual shows for you. And uh, I'm telling you, you're really going to want to tune in to what Kinder Feller has to say. It's hard for me to even find the words to talk about what he's going to tell you about the stories from his time in the federal pound me in the wild ass speculation prison that he was in. It was, I just don't have words for it. You've been listening to midnight radio. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 a.m. 5 p.m. is a Christmas spectacular. We're going to pre schedule that. So you guys can hit the notification on that to make sure you get it. If you haven't yet, please make sure you subscribe, hit the bell and click all notifications so you can join in the conversation. We had a lot of good points today. A point that at the gentleman call saying that at the club there was an altercation and that would explain some things. He's right on. Uh, talking about the Tyvek suit and maybe who had easier access to people to that. And if you combine that with what happened at the club, you have a, a probable picture that makes more sense than some of these other wild-ass speculations we've been going over. Thank you again for watching today. Thank you for participating. Thank you for joining the conversation. This show is about you. It is about your info, your opinions. We're all about the wild-ass speculation, wild-ass theories. Here, this is a safe place. Until next time, all my best. Get that camera fixed, man. Wait a second. I'm going to go in overtime for you because apparently Michelle's trying to call in. I, I, I told her to call. Midnight caller line. Okay, it's Michelle. I got through. Oh, thank God. Have you been continually calling and not getting through? I don't know. It's weird. I think it's aliens on the phone or something. I don't know. What do you got for us? Okay. Well, I think I've been doing some research on the town of Moscow, you guys. I know some other people may have been doing this too. We got murders galore that are unsolved in that town. Something's up. And something's related to some key players, I believe, some some people with money, some people that own property, and um, and that and the the fraternity in the school. There's and and other other people. It's like there's people that work together to to hide secrets. Do you feel me? Mm-hmm. I think that's a general uh, consensus. People are feeling like that. Yeah, and so I'm kind of gearing more towards the um, SK side of things because if you think about the Manson murders, they went up into that house. They didn't know they didn't know the layout of the house. They had been there before, but they didn't necessarily know the whole layout. You know, they didn't know where everybody was going to be. You're right. And so that's one thing you need to think about is that. If you're going to go in and do something, you're going to do it. A killer has already got, got their mind made up. 
you know, it don't matter where you're at, they're going to come get you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened in the Manson murders. And they got four people. And the first night they left, they left a trail of blood. But then the next night when they went to go do the La Bianca murders, they all showered before they left. All of them. You're talking not just one person showering before you leave to cover your tracks. So you got to think of the possibilities. Now, I'm not sure why the police aren't mentioning the black truck. Hello? I'm listening, yeah. I'm just, I'm enthralled. Um, I'm not sure why police aren't mentioning the black truck on the body cam footage, but, uh, you know, that came by at uh, the hour of 3, 3 o'clock and 46 seconds on the body cam, and before that, you could see the lights on on King Road, before, and then before the truck drives by, the lights go off about a couple minutes before that. So I'm just saying something's up. Uh, they got... I think all the evidence that we can, that that you want to look at is all on body cam. You know, there's, there's something, (laughs) I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you brought up a point in my mind. We had a gentleman that just called earlier and he was talking about he, how he thinks that something happened in that club. And that makes sense. It's the theater. It's the theater downtown. And who, who, who's in the theater now? I'll tell you who's in the theater now. You want to know? You want to know about this? Because I'm going to do a whole piece on, on Moscow. But um, in the theater now, that's Christ Church. Mm-hmm. Yes, in the theater. But she was talking about the, he was talking about the corner club. That some, oh, okay, the bar? Yeah, the bar that they were at when Jackass was walking him down to the grub truck and how they were talking right. about, did you tell Adam? He said that he thinks that something happened in, in that corner club and and it makes sense it's all that part is really making sense now but here's something else this goes to what you were saying about somebody having been in that house before so whoever they had some kind of altercation with in that club this is somebody they knew before and was in that house at least once or twice oh yeah because Charles Manson himself said, when, when, if you watch his interviews and he's talking about Tex Watson and why they went to that house, mm-hmm. when Diane Sawyer asked him in one of the interviews, she said, why'd you go to that house? You know what he said? He said, they, uh, Tex, Tex went to the house because he'd been there before. Yes. And he, knew, and he knew the house. Absolutely. Period. Plain and simple, you guys. It's not, it's not rocket science. Uh, this person knew the house. They're local. They've done it before. They've done this before. You have a, the resting period. So this person obviously came out of this resting period and was like, hey, I'm going to do another job, you know, and um, that's just my take on it. Now, it could be a boyfriend. It could be it could be um, quite a number of people. But I think it's a little bit darker and deeper than what we think is going on. Well, I mean, we really don't have any real information about what's going on because it's not being released. Right. So it could well, be deeper or more superficial. No, they're not. I agree with it, them not doing that either, but that that's the where we find ourselves in. So maybe it was yeah. somebody at the bar relating to the incident and somebody that had been in the house, at least if they didn't know the girls before they'd been in the house, 
and possibly the gentleman was talking about the Tyvek suits, somebody that had access on a daily basis to Tyvek suits. Could have been because you got a lot of, well, like I said, it could, I believe it's a rich, uh, somebody that's got money. Okay. So this person's got some businesses. They, they might have a construction business. They might have a, um, what do you call it? Like a, um, a toilet, you know, like a, what do you call them? Like a plumbing kind of, you know, mm-hmm. some, something like that where they, they own a few businesses. There's one name that that's really big in that town. It's called, it's King. Okay. Now, ironically that the murder happened on King road, but King is a big name in that town. They got a construction company. They got all kinds of different companies, all in different names all around that town. So what so there's a lot, a lot of weird stuff. So, so what you're saying that relates to if there's a cover up, you mean? Yeah. That's why you think it would be someone with a lot of money or somebody with ties to somebody with a lot of money. Well, there's one person in that town that, um, he, he helps get people out of jail. It's, it's the, you know, he, he, he gets, he goes to court for people that are getting arrested and he's, he's one of the, the church leader. And he helps criminals get out because he says that he can reform them in his church. But these criminals get off early. They end up going to his church. And um, I'm going to tell you, if you do the research on this town, them criminals are the ones that are committing the murders around that town. So that would be something that links the church. Correct. It is a crazy story. And the more you look at everything that surrounds it, the weirder it gets. I don't think it could be as involved. Have you ever heard of the Process Church? You know, the church Charles Manson. I'm not going to say that this church is Process Church, but it's an extremist, I, you know, ideology of... Have you been watching us very long? Um, I've been watching you guys for a few weeks now. Okay. I, think- I haven't been watching you for a while, but I wish I had. I think I think around our we're on the 25th day today of uh, covering this case, and we did talk about the Christchurch a little bit, mm-hmm. but we didn't go in great detail other than the ideologies. But you tonight, you you went into some practical applications of how the Christchurch could have influenced this, and that gives me more room to research that. So I appreciate your calling in. And let me know. Well, yeah, and I wanted to get that out there. And, you know, I know this is really hard to talk about, you guys. I know it is. It's hard to bring up. But it is something that needs to be addressed. Because you, until, that curse can't come off that town until the secrets come out. I guess it would continue, wouldn't it? That's correct. I'll be glad when they catch this person, that's for sure. But do you think they're going to catch this person? How long do you think it's going to take him? I believe the God Almighty is on this one with all the angels, and we are in a severe battle right now, and we are going to find this killer. And you betcha, you betcha, we're coming hard, and we are going to find him. That's a good point, because the Bible does say that all fights are spiritual. So you got to stay strong. You got to keep the faith and you got to know, you got to know what side you're on. And just cause somebody says they're Christian don't mean nothing. Faith without works is dead. 
So that's all I got to say for tonight. I hope everybody um, does well and has a great holiday. I want to say this to you, Michelle. It was well worth the wait getting to talk to you. I appreciate you waiting and, and thank you guys so much. This is a great show and you have great people in the chat as well. Everybody's great. The chat room is amazing. Thank you. Yep. You trust a warm. Okay. <laughs> I will. Thank you so much. I'd like to thank Michelle and all the rest of our callers, uh, going to a little overtime there. I'll tell you what, I think we're on a roll. If someone else wants to call in between now and the time I shut the phone line down, then we have an, enough time for one more call. Let's see if you make it. Let's see if you guys make it. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Michelle's absolutely right. You guys in the chat room are amazing, and I appreciate you guys. Uh, the information that you guys have and come up with is top notch. Um, not all of us, right? Of course not. And that's not what we're here for, but it's for the new ideas, all of us together. I'm telling you, this is so powerful. The media is trying to suppress it because they can't do it. How many of you guys, if uh, Cuomo comes on tonight and starts talking to you and getting your opinions He's not, that's never going to happen because that would be taking away money from their organization. But, but us coming together and talking about this, you guys fill in blanks of things I didn't know, of ways I would never have thought. And I'm telling you, it's an amazing thing we have going on. We're going to continue to do it. Um, this is freedom of speech. It really is. Regardless of what the mainstream media says we could and should do, we should be ashamed of ourselves. I'm not. I'll never be ashamed of you guys. You guys are amazing i appreciate you guys every day and we're going to call the show right now we're going to be back again i'm going to reiterate this tomorrow morning at 5 a.m if you haven't hit the like please do it please subscribe hit the bell get all notifications i don't want you to miss tomorrow morning there was a good good points i'm going to do an extra show tomorrow just to cover up some of these points and to look into some of these issues and clear it off the table and then tomorrow evening we have our jt kinderfeller a former federal prisoner Christmas special. And you're not going to want to miss that. Um, it's not something you're going to hear anywhere else. Uh, it's very worth it. So thank you guys until tomorrow. All my best.